Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 698. And today, we're going to talk all about how to get sales using Facebook ads. In 2019, we're going to talk about a simplified strategy because I know running Facebook ads can get very complicated and, uh, well, then you can just not want to do it. And I think when you are ready to do it, you need to really understand the basics, but also what's working now. It's constantly changing, constantly. And uh, what I wanted to do is invite on a good friend of mine, a guest expert, and her name is Monica Louie, who also runs a Facebook ads agency. So she can tell us a little bit about what's working now, what used to work, what doesn't work, you know, what doesn't work now that uh, that used to work and all that stuff, but really how to simplify that process. We're going to talk about how to find your audience on Facebook. I think that's the one biggest thing that people miss is finding the right audience, the right target audience. How can we, how can we create those custom audiences? How can we find the precise people that will want to potentially buy our products? All right. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how to really understand what we should be spending to acquire a lead or a customer or a potential customer. It's something that we don't talk a lot about, which we should, and that's why we're going to talk about that here today. Also, what types of offers work best in Facebook ads? Again, a lot of us are selling a product that might be only $30. Well, you guys know I talk a lot about that's why we need more products in our product line because that helps us moving forward as far as how much we can spend or if we have a recurring product and really understanding what that break-even point is. And there's a lot of things that we discuss in that area, which I think is really, really important. And then the other thing is, is your business even ready to start running ads, right? So that's what we're going to talk about here today in this episode. So if any of that sounded interesting to you, you're going to want to stick around because that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, a little side note here. I haven't announced that or announced this until today and uh, the the day that you're listening to this in that I've invited Monica to also be one of our featured speakers at Brand Accelerator Live. Now, the one thing that I really want all of our speakers to do is teach, okay? Not go up there and just talk about some theory or whatever. And what's awesome is she actually works with a lot of clients in her business. So she gets to share what's working now, what used to work. And uh, she has got an amazing, an amazing presentation that is also very, very actionable. So again, another reason why you are going to want to be at Brand Accelerator Live this September. So again, little shameless plug here for our event that's going to be amazing, it's going to be epic, and that is brandaccelerator.live.com. If you've not grabbed your ticket, you're gonna wanna do so now. If you are listening to this before July 20th, you can still grab your ticket for $200 off regular price and you'll be sure to secure your seat because once we get closer, I know that this is going to fill and then we will have a wait list. So limited tickets available, uh, limited time to grab your ticket. So if you haven't done so already, now is the little the little friendly nudge. Go on over, grab your ticket, brandacceleratorlive.com. Monica will be there amongst a ton of great experts that are going to help us build and grow our businesses and our brands. So brandacceleratorlive.com, go grab your tickets. All right, so with that all being said, 
I hope you guys are fired up for this episode because I am. Monica is is awesome. She knows what she's talking about, and uh, we really dig into some amazing things here for you to be able to apply to your business. Here's the other thing, though. You're going to hear a little bit about her story. You're going to also hear how she dug herself out of $100,000 worth of debt when they first got married, her and her husband, how they did it. So that's another little side feature here, a little benefit, which I was very interested in. Uh, I always think it's it's interesting to hear people's backstory. So anyway, you also can listen to that part of the interview as well. All right, guys, so let me stop talking now so we can go ahead and listen to this amazing, this amazing conversation that I had with my good friend, Monica Louie. Enjoy. Well, hey, Monica, what's up? Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the podcast. How you doing? I am great. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, this is going to be a blast. I wanted to get you on for a couple of different reasons. Number one, you know a thing or two about Facebook ads. Yes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what I want to do is I really want to help people with uh, Facebook ads because I think it's constantly a moving target. Is, and what I mean by that is it's constantly changing, uh, you know, it's something that you could probably do a monthly, like, and I know you have a podcast and we can let people know how to get in touch with you and, and all that to listen on the podcast. Cause I know that you're keeping people up to date there, which I think is very, very useful. But what I really want to do today is break it down for people as far as how can they find their, how can they find their target market, their audience to get their, to get attention for their brand, for their business and how to do it. So it's not like this big complicated mess. Right, because a right. lot of people they overcomplicate, um, and or they start watching just YouTube video after YouTube video, and they get more confused. And maybe they're looking at old stuff, and they the screen doesn't match up with that screen. So I, w- I want to give people a good roadmap today. Um, the other thing is I uh, just wanted to let people know that by the time they're listening to this, that you will be a speaker at Brand Accelerator Live. Just yeah. finally announced that, so can't wait for that. Yeah, That's I'm so that. excited. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So let's get started. So before we do, uh, tell us a little bit about Monica. How did Monica even get into this Facebook ads thing? Sure. Um, So I started off, um, so I am a mom, I'm a wife, I've got two young kids, and I had my corporate career when my husband and I started to grow our family and have kids. And I really wanted flexibility in my schedule. Um, You know, corporate corporate life. I mean, 50 plus hours a week was expected plus the commute. And when I when I had my son, my priorities shifted and I wanted just more control over my schedule. So we ended up working toward bringing me home. Um, and once I was home, the goal was that I was going to build a business from home. I didn't know what that was going to be, but I was going to do something to make money um, for my family. And I was really excited about doing it on my own terms, my own schedule, start small as the kids were little, and then devote more time to it over time. Mm. So that's what we did. And we ended up actually um, saving up money. We were trying to be really intentional and um, strategic with our plan to bring me home. We didn't want to put money on our family um, to go down, you know, from two incomes to one. And, but then a couple months into it, after I left my job, I was pregnant with our daughter at that time and wow. our savings started to dip a little bit. And so I realized that, okay, if I really want to do this, if I want to stay at home, I don't want, you know, my desires to be home with my kids to create stress for our family. So I ended up diving into the personal finance world and hearing success stories of people who were not just staying afloat on a single income, but who were also paying off massive amounts of debt. So we ended up paying off $120,000 of debt on a single middle-class income in two years. Wow. 
Yeah, it's just on my husband's income and he's not a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, just middle class. We definitely hustled to make it happen. But with that, we had this incredible story and I knew that I wanted to help help people with my business. I just didn't know what that would be. So when people started asking how we were doing it, I started with my personal finance blog um, about our story and how other people could get out of debt. So that led me into following people like Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and learning just all about the online business world and online marketing. And I really fell in love with that. And I ended up having really good success with my first few Facebook ads. And from there, word started to spread that I knew... you know, I had success with my Facebook ads and I could help people with their Facebook ads, which I didn't... I didn't step into that and people started until people started to reach out for my help. Mm-hmm. And I realized that we were having really good success with a variety of different campaigns, variety of different offers, variety of different strategies. And that's where I fell in love with Facebook ads and really helping other people grow their business businesses using high converting Facebook ads. So I ended up selling that blog and then transitioning to dive into Facebook ads full time. And I started off with coaching and consulting. I created a course and then now I have this ads management team um, that we've grown up over the last year and a half and we're just having a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, I just want people to just listen back to what you just said, right? Like you went through all of these different you know, periods of growth, really, right? Learning and pivoting and uh, I actually just uh, had, uh, you know, Jada on um, our, our mutual friend. And uh, we just talked a lot about pivoting. I think everyone has these pivot stories and they're necessary to get you to where you want to go. So I love that you shared that. And I love that you shared that you started to do something and it started to work. And then people were asking you like, how, how are you doing that? So, cause I get a lot of people that say like, well, how do I know what my thing is? Like, how do I know what I'm good at? Well, if people start asking you about something, generally means you're probably a little bit better than they are, right? And right. For, for me back in the day, Monica, like when I was in construction, I used to have people all the time, hey, I'm going to be putting this new kitchen in. I got a couple of questions. So, right. So I always said to myself, my next life, I don't want to be handy because everyone's like, can you just come over for like a couple hours on the weekend and help me with this? And then I'd spend the whole weekend there building a deck or whatever, right? But right. it's true. Like once you have you know, people understanding that you're doing something and you're getting some results or that you're good at it, or maybe you're a good fisherman, whatever, you're going to have people start asking you. And that could be your opening to get started. Not necessarily that that's going to be your business forever. Uh, But I just did want to highlight that. I know we're going to talk about Facebook ads, but it's really important for people, the listeners to understand that that's part of the process and you just demonstrated it perfectly. And I love it that you got yourself out of a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's insane. Um, in under two years, just incredible. Uh, so congratulations on that. Um, and, and, and any tips on that real quick, anybody right now that's thinking to themselves, like I, I could use a little bit of advice. What's like one tip you could give someone that could possibly help them, you know, kind of start either getting themselves out of a hole or is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first most important thing is that you've got to set your goal and then be committed. I mean, so that, you know, that covers any area of life. Once you set sure. your goal, you have to be committed to actually hitting that goal. Mm-hmm. And we knew that we had a really big goal. And so we needed to build momentum really fast in order mm-hmm. for us 
to, you know, keep going and feel like it was a possibility to, to be able to get out of debt completely. So, um, so we hit the ground running, but I mean, from there, you know, strategically you can look at, you know, where, where is your money going that's coming in and then what are creative ways that you can bring in extra money. And of course, building a business is one of those ways. Um, but we were just really, uh, focused on where our money was going and what money was coming in. We got very creative with bringing in extra money. And then once, because we were so committed, it just seemed like these opportunities kept coming up that could help us bring in extra money and could help us save money. So we're just being very focused on the goal. I think that commitment factor though is super key, no matter what you're doing. What was one thing that you did to bring in some extra money? Uh, well, so my husband, um, he's in law enforcement and he ended up getting an opportunity to work in another state. And, um, yeah. And so with that opportunity, there was overtime available where in his current role, I mean, there's some overtime, but not a whole lot. And so he ended up when my daughter was four months old and my son was two, um, he ended up traveling to another state for 45 days. All during that time, he worked double shifts because of the overtime opportunity. He didn't take a day off. And so he ended up doubling his income during that time. And, um, you know, he was tired by the time he came home, but all that extra money went towards the debt. So that was an opportunity that came up that we couldn't have for, you know, seen when Mm. we were making our plan that that was going to be part of our path for getting there. But it was something that came up that we, you know, talked about the sacrifice for our family, but. And it was going to help us get there closer. That's great. No, I love it. And, I, and again, I think just people, and again, I know we're going to talk about Facebook ads, but I thought it was important because a lot of people are probably wondering, like, what, what was one of those things? Um, I mean, heck, there's a lot of different things you can do. And we talk a lot about even just clearing out your junk in your house and putting it up on right. eBay. Some money. Oh, yeah. We've done like, that. Yeah. You could totally do that. Garage sale, whatever. You just, you could find creative ways. Um, okay. Let's let's get rocking and rolling though. I want to dig into this. I know you're going to be speaking at Brand Accelerator Live. You are going to be helping people there. You're also going to be as uh, you know, one of the speakers are going to be there also to answer questions. So this is another reason why people want to be attending Brand Accelerator Live uh, because people like you, Monica, are going to be there and you're going to be accessible. That's one of our things that we want this event to be is really helpful with the speakers and the attendees. And um, so with that being said, let's dig in. What's what's some things that we need to know? in order to understand the Facebook landscape right now, currently, the time that this thing is airing. Like right now, if if you're getting me started from scratch, let's say, yeah. I want to dive into this world, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, it just seems so confusing. And I don't really have the budget right now to hire you as a consultant or as a, you know your agency. What would I do to get started to find my market and get my get my my product or my, even just my business out in front of people. Sure. So just at a high level to really understand the Facebook landscape, I mean, Mm -hmm. what ends up with success with your Facebook ad campaigns is that there, there are three pillars of a high converting campaign. So all three of these have to work together in order to have success with your ads. And so the first one is that you've got to have an amazing offer and we can talk about, you know, what that could be, but it has to be obviously something that people want 
And um, so it has to be amazing. And then you've got to get your offer in front of the right audience. So finding the right people on Facebook in order to present your offer to them. And then the way you do that, of course, is with an eye-catching ad. And I say eye-catching because when you think about all that's going on in Facebook, you know, people have a lot of notifications. There are a lot of things coming through their newsfeed. You know, there, there are a lot of groups that they're probably a part of, you know. And so think about it's a very busy world. And so in order for your ad to convert, it needs to stand out. So I encourage people to start scrolling through their newsfeed and pay attention to what grabs their attention. You know, what actually makes you pause for a moment? What makes you click? Um, and it doesn't have to be an ad. It can be a post or, you know, your friend's post. What really grabs your attention and start to incorporate some of those elements when creating your ads? Mm. Okay. Uh, so now that, like you said, high level. And okay, so we get that. So uh, if the other thing I think that I want people to understand and I want you to kind of talk about before we even dive into that is how important is it that you have something for sale over a certain amount, dollar amount? Because let's say that you're selling a widget. Let's say that you're selling something for 30 bucks, right? You're selling something for 50 bucks, but you don't have anything else on the back end. Is it even possible still to do it? Or would the recommendation be get something on the back end? So you can then spend more to acquire that customer. Yeah. So that's going to depend on your conversion rate. So if, if your product is selling like hotcakes, then you might have a really great ROI on that lower price product. But if you only have that one product then and you are not sure about your ROI um, or your conversion rate is, is rather low, then I would definitely be thinking about what else can you offer in order to beef up that revenue potential so that you do have a great ROI because nobody wants to put money into Facebook ads and then, you know, not see, seek the return that they're getting. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this then too. So, uh, would it be a good idea or what is the best way, I guess, to get attention in your market if you're not asking for a sale up front, right? So basically we're building a custom audience is what it would be called. And you can kind of dive right. more into that, but uh, so what would be a good way to do that where we're not spending, you know, a ton of money to get people to where we can then get like a retargeting? How can we get in front of those people at the least amount? So eventually they could buy. And I think anyone listening right now, if you have a product that's only that's $30 and you don't have other products in the line, in the pipeline that you could sell them later, I feel it's going to be harder to make that profitable over time unless you, like you said, unless you have this widget that's going to go viral, right? Right. Or unless it's something that people need to keep restocking, you know, they need uh, to like keep reordering. Then yes. maybe, you know, you might have a loss 100%. on the first sale, but if they're going to come back every three months and be a consistent customer, then it might be worth it. A hundred percent. You're, you're right. Like, and there's a one that comes to mind. Um, it's a mystery tackle box. It's a monthly subscription for tackle for fishermen. Right. So every month it's you can buy a $20 box, you can buy a $30 box or a $40 box. Well, we both know if that person sticks around for three months, I mean, you can spend over the $30 to really acquire them because exactly. you know, I, I mean, depending on your margins. But yes, you're hundred percent right. If you have a recurring product that they could buy every three months, every six months, every month, that will definitely change. Um, but if not, then we do have to consider. Um, how are we going to make it up on the back end once we spend the money to acquire them? So if someone was starting out and what what's the, 
I guess right now, what is the best way to get attention and really build even a custom audience of some kind that you could retarget later? What's the best way of doing that right now? The most cost-effective way is a video, is it static images? Um, what's the best way? Yeah. So movement in the newsfeed, I mean, works really well. So we're having a lot of great, um, great conversions with our video ads and our GIF ads, mm. um, as opposed to, you know, static images still work really well. So I definitely would test that. But if you can create movement, maybe you have multiple images um, of your product, if you're promoting your product, then you can put them together in a slideshow or a short video. And short is kind of key because um, the average watch time on Facebook for video is six seconds. And so you want to grab their attention quickly. You want to have that movement, that eye-catching element right away at the beginning of the video. You can't have a longer video um, and retarget those video views. Mm. But um, I would say to start off with providing value. So if you do content marketing, then a cheap way is to, you know, uh, drive traffic to a blog post that is kind of warming up the audience about what your offer is on the back end. So that could be a good way. Or you could just run the video in the ad itself to build up those video views and retarget those people. So both ways are going to be fairly inexpensive to start to build those custom audiences. Okay. And so, okay, let me ask you this because I know a lot of people will want to just boost the post. It, is there disadvantages, advantages? I know it's easy, right? You, you post it and they it go, is. hey, you want to reach more people? Just hit boost and add $30 and you'll reach thousands of people. What's your thoughts on that? Okay. So I'm not a fan of boosting posts. And the reason, <laughs> the reason is that I look at boosting posts as Facebook's low-hanging fruit. Okay. So like you said, they make it so super easy for you to just hit that boost post button in three clicks and you're spending money with Facebook. And so then you think that you're running ads and you're being strategic about it. However, I would rather you, even if that is a post, that you want to get more eyes on, I would rather you go into the ads manager and create a campaign where you can think through who you want to get that ad in front of and then you can create your campaign from scratch. And the biggest reason why I'm not a fan of boosting posts is because there's no testing. So when you boost that post, you're essentially creating one ad with one ad set in one campaign. Mm -hmm. However, I like to test different audiences to see which audiences are going to resonate with my ad. Mm -hmm. And then also test different elements of the ad, test different variations. So maybe that post that you're boosting is a video on your page and Facebook says, you know, it's it's getting 85 cent, 85% better engagement than all the other posts on your page. So don't you want to boost it? And mm. you know, if you think through and say, well, yeah, actually I do Facebook, then just pull that into an ad or into a campaign in the ads manager. And then you can test different audiences and then test different variations. So maybe it's a video and you can test a different, you know, GIF version or static image. Okay. So you talk about audiences. Let's dig into mm-hmm. that because I know that's a mm-hmm. big one for a lot of people. And I do think that a lot of people's success comes from finding the right target market, right? Like the audience. What's some tips that we can do to find that audience? Again, I'm starting from scratch. I'm selling bass fishing rigs um, you know, for the bass fishermen. I'm going to jump on Facebook. I might have a thousand people on my Facebook fan page. Um, and that's basically all I got. What, okay. what, what do we do first? Okay. So I there's the audience heat spectrum where you have your warm audiences and then you have your 
colder audiences and then you have cold audiences. So basically the the warm audiences are those custom audiences that you do want to build up. You want more people to know who you are, know what you're about, know what your brand is about, know what you offer. And so we want to build those up. So when starting to build those up, then we can target our colder audiences, which are the lookalike audiences or the cold audiences, which are um, audiences that you can create via detailed targeting. And then you can mix and match as well. So a lookalike audience is where we take our warm audiences. So if you do have a thousand on your Facebook page, maybe you do have a little bit of traffic going to your site, like a few thousand visitors each month, um, maybe a few hundred people on your email list, you can create custom audiences in Facebook of those people and then create lookalike audiences of those. So Facebook will look at your email list. If you upload your email list, then Facebook will look at the people on your email list and and go into the world of Facebook users, you know, millions in the US and, you know, hundreds of millions in the US and um and find people who have similar interests, similar behaviors, who are very similar to the people on your email list already. And I find that even with smaller custom audiences like that, that we generally have a really good um, result with putting the putting it on Facebook to help us find more people who are like the people who are engaging with us already. So lookalike audiences are my favorite place to start. If you really have you know very limited traffic, um, not a whole lot to go on, then I would definitely get started with the detailed targeting. So start to enter in keywords of of you know things related to your niche. Um, and then you can click on the suggestions. Once you start typing things in, there will be a button that says suggestions. Click on that and Facebook will start to give you other ideas of mm-hmm. things that you might want to include in your audience. Um, but to really understand your target market, your target audience, I love the book by Donald Miller called Building a Story Brand. Have you read it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I know you incorporate that a lot into your marketing. So I I was going to actually talk about that, but uh, yeah, this would be a great segue for sure. Okay. Yeah. So I love that book. I read it for the first time last summer. And when I read it, then I bought it for my entire team. And this is actually the process that we go through when we start working with a new client because we really want to make sure that we're representing their brand well. Mm. And so we go through this process so that we can first understand their target market, but then also understand the pain points and how the product or products are the solution for that target market so that we can position the product in a way that is going to lead to conversions with our ads. Mm. Yeah, no. And, and again, uh, even talking about story brand, I mean, there's, that's a whole nother like topic and it's a whole process. And I know that you've built that into your, to your, um, your process, but so like, let me ask you this, if someone is going to, uh, to follow some of that, and they go, well, I don't, I don't know if I got really a story to tell. Like, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, that's a, to me, that's a, a thought that a, a people would have is like, well, I don't have this major story. I'm selling like fishing gear, right? Like, you know, and you know, I help, you know, people catch more fish like, you know, so what's my story, you know? Right. So what would you say to someone like that? Like, again, go grab the book, read it, apply it and figure out your story. But what's some like, like top level, like little tips that someone could say, okay, I guess I can understand a little bit more about adding more story brand type stuff. Yeah. Well, it's all about actually making your customer the hero in the story. So positioning it so that you're 
relaying your product and your messaging so that your customer can see the journey that your product is going to take them through and the solution that it's going to offer. So what is the goal of your customers? What do they actually want? You know, or what what are they wanting to get rid of if it's a pain that they're trying to get rid of? I want to catch you know, more fish. Okay. Catch you, fish. you want to catch more fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean I want to catch more bass. That's what I'm trying to do, right? Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know a whole lot about fishing, <laughs> but I do have well, memories of my grandfather taking me out. E- either do I. That's why I'm trying to learn. But okay. <laughs> we can learn together, Monica. So, uh, so what does success look like then? Then yeah. you then you have more fish, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you have a great time. Maybe yep. you it's a bonding experience for you and your son or your grandson, you know. So think about the the different types of customers that you could be speaking to. Mm-hmm. What are they stages of life and what does success look like for them? You know, is it just about getting the fish or is it about the experience? Mm. And so really paint the picture in your ads um, and in your videos for your ads about what the benefits are of them using your product. So it's not just about, you know, what the product can do. That's a piece of it, but really focus on that overall experience. Yeah. The one thing too, that I, I know that you use this in your, in your strategy is taking third party people that are using like the product or they've had results with the product and then using them in an ad. Um, and that, that could be even at, at a warmer tog- targeting as far as someone that's already you know known the brand or whatever, but then having that stuff come back. So where it's not you bragging about how awesome your product is and your business is, but someone else doing that. Yeah. How can someone go out there and get some of that third third party uh, like testimonials or just people using their product? Is there anything that you would say to recommend to, because it's, it's always hard to be like, hey, can you send me something saying how awesome we are? Or is it when someone says, we really like, you know, using this product, it's helped us. And then do you reach out to them and ask them to shoot a video or like, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I know you talk a lot about building a relationship with your customers yeah. so that, you know, you have that relationship. So if you're doing that, then this should be fairly simple and you can even work it into your sales process that, mm-hmm. you know, after they purchase and they've had time to use the product, then you can reach out to them and say, we'd really love to hear your feedback. We'd really love to hear what you think. Um, and so you can do that. And, but then also see where, if people are posting, so maybe they are posting on your Facebook page um, or maybe you have some blog content that, they can post a comment about or reviews on Amazon. And right. so look at those and you can actually take some of those. So we've repurposed those in, in various ways. Um, so we've taken some testimonials and actually um, created images of like just short versions of the testimonials, you know, just a really key phrase in the testimonial. Mm -hmm. And then we'll put that in a slideshow ad where you can see and it's easy to read what the people are saying. So it has to be short. It has to be easy to read in the slideshow ad. Or you can put that in a carousel ad so then people can scroll through. You just have to be careful that you don't have a lot of text in those images um, because Facebook doesn't like a lot of text. Mm. You can create a video though. It's the same vein. And then you don't really have to worry as much about the text in the video and you can have those testimonials. But I would definitely, if you've got a, if you've got customers that are responding and saying, oh, this is super great, then in that moment, get back to them and say, you know, 
I, I would so appreciate if you could hop on a call with me and really make a value add. So maybe, you know, they might not be ready to whip out their phone and create you a video on the fly. But if you say, you know, I'd really like to help you, you know, see if I can help you use our product better or something. So I'd like to give you, you know, a free, you know, 20 minute call or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then you can get them on video together and then say, you know, if you wouldn't mind, I'd really love, you know, to, um, have you share a little bit about your experience with using our product um, that we could, you know, use and get make sure that you're getting their permission to actually use it um, so that they understand where it's going to, to appear. But, you know, if you're offering value and continuing to offer value to your customers even after the sale, then, I mean, most people are going to be more than happy to, to provide that for you. Yeah. I forget where I, I seen this done. Someone had said to do it and um, maybe you, you've already done it as well or thought of doing it, but almost retargeting your customers after they purchased. Yes. So run an ad to those people after they purchased and basically, you know, saying, Hey, you know, thanks so much for grabbing your, you know, your new fishing reel or whatever. Um, I just wanted to check in and just make sure that if there's any questions, let me know. And if you could do me a quick favor, shoot a video of you using it. Let me know what you think. That would be awesome. We would love to spotlight you in, you know, the fishing weekly or something, you know? So um, that's another way that you can almost get that by retargeting and spending money on that. Because to me, I look at that as an asset. If we get those, those right. Are gold, right? Right. Yeah. So that that's just something I, I forget where I, I heard it. But uh, again, it's, I think that's pretty clever. Yeah, I think that's a great strategy. Definitely. Yeah. And also um, with your warm customers, something that's been working with, for us is that we will have an, a new ad. Maybe you um, have a new version or something of your product. Um, then you can put that ad out to your current customers and to get great engagement first before showing that same ad to your colder audience because then that will build up the engagement right away. Plus, you might get some sales from that. Um, but the goal is to really build up the engagement and then you can show that same ad to your colder audiences that you're still introducing to your products. But they see that there's great engagement, really great comments on the ad and that can... you know we. We like social proof because that helps to show, you know, to convey that this is something that I should be paying attention to. So then your colder audience is going to be even more likely to pay attention to that same ad. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that because again, you're getting that, that, uh, social proof. And I think, well, Facebook likes it, but so does people, right? We, like they've already right. engaged with it. What's your thoughts on, um, people doing Facebook lives and then turning the Facebook live into an ad? Is there benefits to that? Is there disadvantages to that? Because um, I would think that it would be it would be pretty easy to do, and then you could get that instant engagement from an audience. Maybe you have ten thousand people that are following you on Facebook, and you get I don't know fifty comments because you said, "Hey, comment if you've been fishing this week, or tell me what you've done this." Whatever you're, you're getting comments and you're getting likes, you tell them to do that. Is that is that a good idea? Is that something we should be doing? I think that's a good idea. Um, I think that's a good idea because then you can get that Facebook Live. You can kind of extend the reach of it, but then you can also build up those video views. I mean, I've made sales um, just by doing Facebook Lives, but then also pulling those into ads, and you know, then people will watch and end up purchasing um, from the Facebook Live. So definitely, you know, if people are buying on your Facebook Live, I mean, maybe that's not even the goal, but you're talking about you know your product um, that 
that you know that's already converting, then definitely pull that into an ad. That's super easy to do. Mm, yeah. I, the other thing um, on, on, on the same you know kind of um, idea there is taking that, uh, like you said, the Facebook Live, and even if because a lot of people go, yeah, but there's only like five people watching right? Like live, like to me, that doesn't really matter because it's really the aftermath that happens. And then from there, being able to take that and then turn that into custom audiences without even spending on that. I mean, that's the, we've seen that even in TIS stuff. It's like, we do Facebook lives and I don't run any money to all of those. I don't, I mean, some of them we do, but not all of them. And then we can build up the audience of like people that are really, really warm and engaged. And then those turn into custom audiences and then you can turn them into lookalike audiences and all that stuff. Definitely. Definitely. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So I know guys, you might be thinking, well, this is a lot to take in and it is, but it doesn't have to be hard. The one thing I think Monica said that I wouldn't do is boost. Let's not go boost. Let's, let's not do that. We think that's uh, probably not the best use of your money or your time. Um, how hard is it for someone to just get started with setting up their first like ad? Like would you say? Yeah. So, um, you can go into the ads manager and hit create campaign. And I like to use guided creation and that really just walks you through the process. Um, But definitely understand what the different options are. So be very clear on what your goal is for your campaign. Is your goal to just get video views to build up those custom audiences? Or do you want to send traffic someplace? And or do you want a conversion? Do you want a sale? So be very clear on what your goal is because you'll need to tell Facebook what your goal is because the algorithm will help optimize for achieving that goal. So it'll pay attention to the people who are actually following through and taking that action that you want them to take with your ad. And then it'll show the ad to more people within the audiences you select who are more likely to take that action. So again, be very clear on what your goal of that campaign is. It might fit into a larger strategy, but what is the goal of that campaign? Mm-hmm. And then when creating your audiences, you also want to think about audience size. And one thing that is new with Facebook, well, it's not new. It's been an option for the last couple of years. But the, what's changing is that come September 2019, so this year, um, our only option for creating our campaigns is going to be campaign budget optimization. Mm. So that is kind of changing things because the way that we've traditionally set up our campaigns is where we have put the budget on the ad set level Okay. so that we can have control. We generally like to separate out our audiences into separate ad sets. Mm -hmm. And so then we can control based on that audience and how it's converting, how much budget is being allocated to it. However, now with campaign budget optimization, Facebook is having us put the budget on the campaign level. Mm -hmm. So then we'll have separate ad sets within the campaign and with our separate audiences. But Facebook's algorithm will determine how much budget will go toward each ad set in the campaign. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a big change. So we're testing it on our team. Um, and so how to best make use of it. And we've found with our tests that our costs are pretty good. And we've done some side-by-side tests. And a lot of times the campaign budget optimization is a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it also is um, just kind of interesting how it allocates because sometimes it'll it won't give one ad set very much budget at all, but then the next day it might give it more. And so it kind of adjusts it in an interesting way. Yeah, that is interesting. But again, they're probably using their 
you know, their, their algorithm and, uh, you know, their conversion metrics and all of that stuff to do it. And probably even still learning it, um, yeah. itself. Right. Yes. And, um, so the other question I know a lot of people are going to ask is like, how much should I spend if I only have like a little bit to start spending? Should I even get into this? Um, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I'm, we, I mean, we work with budgets of all sizes, but a lot of students in my course start with five or ten dollars a day. So, really, depending on what your goal is, I mean, I generally like to start if you do have, you know, you're just getting started and you want to just test the waters. I prefer to have twenty, thirty, thirty-five dollars a day to start, so that you can test different um, audiences first with one version of your ad, and then you can test different. Um, versions of your ad once you start to see which audiences are resonating. Mm -hmm. But um, so you can start with as little, you know, as, you know, less than $50 a day to get started. So, you know, obviously the more budget that you have to work with and the more tests you can run and the faster you'll likely narrow in on what's working the best, but you definitely can get started and get results on a smaller budget. Okay. And I just want people to understand this too. A lot of people are looking always at dollar in, you know, $2 out, $3 out. That's like the perfect world, right? But here's the one thing I don't think people um, realize is that as you're building these custom audiences, you're technically like building an email list in a sense that you can reach and retarget. Um, we haven't even talked about dropping a Facebook pixel on, you know, like your website. Like you said, if you have some traffic, drop one there. You should drop one there from day one anyway, because people that land there, then you can retarget them. Or if you already have an email list of 500 people, 1,000 people, you can upload that to Facebook and then create those. So there's a lot of things that you can do. But what you need to understand is even though you spent $100 right now and maybe you didn't make one sale, you've still built a list of people that you can get in front of. And um, a lot of people don't look at that. They, they just look at, I, I spent 100, I didn't make 100. Um, if you're going into paid ads, wrong attitude, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy to say, well, I'm just going to spend money and I'm going to immediately make money. Sometimes it's going to be a 30-day window, a 90-day window, 120-day window. Um, but you need to understand that going in. So I just want people to be aware of that. Um, if you're building an email list, it's the same exact kind of philosophy. If you spend a dollar for an email address, it might take a little while you know, as long as you got offers, you know, that you're making to that audience, but you just have to realize that you're able to now show up in front of those people, um, on a regular basis, which is pretty darn powerful, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, any last tips that we need to know, or even just things that have been, um, that have been happening in Facebook that we should be aware of before we, uh, wrap this up. Yeah. Well, I love, I love your point. I mean, so to your point, think about the customer journey that, you know, they might not be ready to buy the day they see your ad, you know, so you need to build up that know, like, and trust factor, build that relationship with them. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when it comes to getting started with Facebook ads is a lack of commitment. So, I mean, what we were talking about, you know, in the beginning um, is, you know, having that commitment. So no matter what you're working on, having that commitment that you're going to go in and figure it out. So my clients that have the most success with Facebook ads are committed to figuring out what's going to work, what, how they're going to use it in their marketing strategy and understand that they are building up their audiences. They are getting in front of more people that they probably wouldn't have reached if they weren't using yeah. Facebook ads. But then also, you know, the customer journey might be a little bit longer because we need to warm those people up. And so I like your point about, you know, if you put in $100, maybe your first time out, don't expect that you're going to make that money yeah. back. 
but know over the long term you are building that relationship and they might become customers down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's business 101, really. I mean, so many people want to just, again, put a product up and sell it immediately. A lot of times it's the know, like, and trust. And I love what you said too. And I want people to understand this. We've talked a lot about recently about creating content. I do believe content is, is the vehicle to allow you to bring in organic traffic, but also you can create an epic post that you can drive traffic to paid traffic, pixel them, get potential sales, get potential email addresses, um, Facebook messenger, which we didn't even talk about. Like there's all of these other things that can happen. So that piece of content acts as a, as a, as an asset that you're able to leverage, um, now and way into the future. So I just want people to really understand that. And like you said, getting people to land on your website is uh, an opportunity for them to buy, but also for you to build the no like and trust and then to really understand what your, what your product and service and maybe just what your brand is, uh, you know, is standing for or what they're teaching or what you're helping people with. Um, so just really understand that it, it's a, it's a process. Um, yes. you've got to be willing to commit to that process. And I love what you said that if you put a hundred dollars in, don't expect to get that back. Right. Because the way that I look at it is, you need to test. You need to test, right? And if you're selling on Amazon, it's the same darn thing. We start pay-per-click right from the get-go and we're throwing money until we figure out what keywords are converting, which ones aren't. We trim the ones that aren't. We keep the ones that are. It's the same thing here, right? You're going to test different creatives, different slideshow versus video versus picture. Um, so there's a lot of testing that goes on, but once you get it, you got it, right? And it's not, right. not, not meaning you don't have to tweak it, but you're going to learn what works, what hasn't worked, um, and things like that. So yeah, um, I think that there's a lot of room for people to go out there and really show up in their marketplace and, um, and get their product in front of more people, um, without, you know, having to go out there and, and maybe build a massive email list. Like, I think you should do both, but in the same breath, I think if you look at Facebook, they make it really easy to go out there and find your audience, target them, get in front of them, um, for sometimes pennies, you know, I know, We've talked privately and um, you'll be uh, giving us some consulting and stuff with our brand accelerator live stuff. But, uh, you know, right there alone, I mean, we're getting some videos is less than like, I think like two cents for a video. Right. It's like insane, right? Like to get your, your message in front of people that are interested in what you have for a couple of pennies for a video view, it's insane. Right. Um, so it's, it's a huge opportunity. And- And then you can build up that custom audience and then retarget them with your next ad and, you know, just keep them in your world, in your circle. And so eventually they could be a paying customer. Mm, Yeah. And I think having eventually multiple offers will also make that better. Maybe the one thing they don't need anymore, or maybe they already have one, but then you have something else that's in the pipeline that they could, um, and, uh, and I think another opportunity, I, I know we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but there's another opportunity. Like if you did drive people to your blog post, um, you know, right now on one of our brands, we're getting ad thrive money. Like we're making money through yeah. ad thrive, which is an impression based type, you know, conversion. And, um, so anybody you send over there, you're also, it's counting as an impression or multiple impressions. Cause if they spend time on your site, you get that you have potential for affiliate sales on your site and all that other goodness. So um, just understand that if you're only one product dependent, then yeah, maybe not ready. Um, But you got to start thinking about more of like the long term of that customer. And I think that's a lot easier. So cool. So all right, I know you've got a resource for people because there's a lot that we just talked about. What is that resource, Monica? 
Yes. So I would love to share my uh, free Facebook ad starter kit. And it takes you through the six steps for creating campaigns that convert. Plus, if you are brand new to to Facebook ads, there's a glossary so that you can um, understand what these key terms that we've been talking about are. And then there's also a checklist so that you can go into the ads manager with confidence. You create your ads plan in the checklist and then you go into the ads manager and you're, and you're ready to go. Um, so people can find that at monicalouie.com slash TAS. Cool. Yeah, I will drop that in the show notes as well. And uh, definitely grab that if you guys are new to Facebook ads, or even if you're not, you're probably going to want to go through the checklist, make sure that everything's on point. And uh, once again, Monica will be speaking at Brand Accelerator Live. So if you have any questions, she'll be there for you as well. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be an awesome time. And there's going to be just a lot of great people there, a lot of like, like-minded people uh, looking to build their brand. So Monica, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. This has been awesome. Um, always love talking about Facebook ads, even though it's always changing. So we might have to have you back on again and kind of get us up to date on uh, some of those changes that are coming our way. So thanks again, Monica. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll see you in uh, September. Brand Accelerator Live. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Scott. All right. Well, I wasn't kidding, right? What an awesome person, number one, and super smart. And uh, yeah, it's just really good to be surrounded with people like Monica in my life and in my business. And that's why I love sharing people like her with you because she's someone that I trust. And I do believe that she's doing things the right way. Uh, She has an agency, for crying out loud, that uh, people are trusting her to run their ads with their money. So that should tell you something. So I would take what uh, what she talked about and apply that to your business. I would definitely take her up on her little freebie that she's going to give you, her little checklist. I think that's so, so valuable. I will link everything up on the show notes page at theamazingseller.com forward slash 698. There will be show notes, transcripts, and all the links that we discussed there. I'm also going to drop a link there for her a home study course. She also has a home study course that she breaks everything down where you can look over her shoulder. Again, she's a lot like me. We're not like high pressure, you know, go buy my stuff. But if you're interested and you did want some handholding, you could uh, go through her Uh, home study course, which I would definitely recommend, but I will link everything up on the show notes page. So the amazing seller.com forward slash 698. The other thing is she's going to be at brand accelerator live. So again, another reason why you're going to want to attend if you're not already. So another little reminder, go grab your ticket brand accelerator live.com. I would love to see you there hanging out with Monica and all the other experts and all the other cool people that are going to be there so we can help build and grow our businesses and our brands. So would really, really love it if you were there. So guys, that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. As always, I am here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next 